0: following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Main Street Sports. Today on the program, we'll be joined by Miss Teresa Walker, reaction to the Preds, oh boy, the Grizzlies, okay, and... Chip Walters, Blue Raider Network, talking all things Blue Raiders. He might have a thing to, or two to say about horse racing as well, so we came to find out. And it's Top 5 Tuesday, all that and more coming up, so don't go nowhere. I know I said it that way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into to the program, to the Hall of Famer Mo Patton and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. Afternoon, gentlemen. Yes, welcome in to a Tuesday.
1: Tuesday. That's right. Tuesday. Tuesday. It is. Got a lot going on today and a lot to talk about when I. Hmm. Yeah. I've got things to say. But oh, boy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Anyway. So, what makes that any different from any other day? Uh,
1: I, well, I, I don't always have things to say. Today, I've got things to say. I might say things sometimes but today I've got things to say which is a little different oh, not much but it's a little different um yeah so let's get into it because about 10 minutes after we got off Jeez. the phone with Matt Brown yesterday and I asked him how long we were going to have to wait to find out uh anything about NIL rules uh the, the answer was apparently 10 minutes um <laughs> seriously it it
2: which was decidedly
1: less than I, it was hit during the yeah show. it 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 was really two hours i mean nicole Auerbach uh Auerbach of the athletic mm-hmm. tweeted out a guidelines that were sent to some NCAA division one membership schools some some not all uh, apparently um uh, because one, at least one person in the replies said not all division one membership. I can attest the compliance folks at multi-divisional schools with D one programs didn't get this, which is absolutely nothing new. So there's, <laughs> yeah. and that comes from a fellow 2006 time magazine co-person of the year, Shane Drahoda from Mankato, Minnesota. So, there you go. Okay. Anyway, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but yeah, there are some guidelines now and they are, Apparently effective immediately.
2: So yeah. Wait a minute. How how are guidelines effective immediately? And they're guidelines. They're not rules. They're not directives. They're guidelines. Well, they're they're I, suggestions. I think
1: hmm?
2: I think they have
1: added to the some some rules that are already in place. They have just further defined. Some things such as boosters, and we'll we'll get into it. The
0: proverbial okay. elephant in the room, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll get Big into old it. It's
1: it's 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 a little more than we have time for here in the opening segment. So, what we need to do is send it back to JP so he can tell us what happened yesterday on the fields of play in and around Middle Tennessee, and what's going to take place today
0: on the this Rundown. it is the Rundown. Let's do it. This is your Tuesday Rundown brought to you by Jim Davis at Grow, Live, Give. Visit them at growlivegive.com or give them a call at 615-682-0022. Securities offered through IIP Securities, LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, IIP Member, FINRA, SIPC. Investment device offered through IP Advisors, LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, Registered Investment Advisor. IP and Grow, Live, Give are not affiliated. All right, I'm going to try to echo that speed to get through this as well. Monday results from high school baseball yesterday. Hendersonville 3-1 winners over Beach, Centennial winners over Overton, Hampshire over Collinwood, Davidson Academy. Account- Academy defeated Columbia Academy. Eagleville shutting out Moore County. Franklin over Hillsboro. Gallatin falls to Station Camp. Harpeth big over Cheatham County. Henry County over Dixon County. Hillwood wins over MLK. Greenhill falls to Lebanon. Summertown winning big over Lewis County. It was Loretto over Giles County. Mount Julia 2 0 over Cookville. Murfreesboro Central Magnet over Hume Fall. Page wins over Tullahoma in a squeaker. Portland. Uh, winners over Montgomery Central, Greenbrier over Portland, Ravenwood over Dolansville, Siegel Falls to Rockville. It was Rossview, 8 1 over Clarksville, Springfield over Clarksville Northeast, Lawrence County, 7 2 over Spring Hill, Stewart's Creek over Smyrna, Watertown shutting out Westmoreland. Montgomery Central 2-1 over White House White House Heritage over Sycamore and Zion Christian Over Lighthouse Christian Softball yesterday, Riverdale defeats Blackman. canridge Ridge Big over Antioch, Henry County Defeated Clarksville Northwest, Green Hill over Cookville, Beach down to Gallatin Loretto over Giles County, McGavick Defeats Hendersonville, Independence Falls to Summit, Nolensville over Columbia, Oakland uh, winners over Seagull, Spring Hill shut out by Page, Springfield one nothing over Clarksville, Station Camp over McGavick, Stewart's Creek huge over Laverne, Watertown uh, doubles up Smith County and Westmoreland over Cannon County ten nothing on the pitch yesterday, Cookville over Lebanon Fable defeats Coleyoka Harpeth down to White's Creek Greenbrier over Portland White House Heritage over White House two to one that extra heritage the difference in that one college baseball yesterday it was columbia state 9-2 over Mot- motlow state Roan state over columbia state and softball in the nba last night yep unfortunately the warriors came back and defeated the grizzlies without john moran taking three games to one lead and the preds they tried but they are swept by colorado 5-3 the final there last night season over for nashville scheduled today uh, high school baseball, 4 o'clock station camp and beach, 4.30. We'll see Clarksville, Springfield, also Kenwood, Dixon County, Giles County, Summertown, Sycamore, Harpeth, Overton, and Franklin, Central Magnet, and Hillwood, Rockville, at Riverdale. At 5, you'll see Ravenwood, Summit, Coleyoke, Richland at 6, uh, Green Hill at Lebanon, Fairview, White House at 7. That's White House Heritage at 7. Brentwood at Centennial, also Mount Juliet at Cookville. 7 as well. Sawpall CPA, Harpeth Hall 430. It is Clarksville, Christian, Zion Christian at 5. Also at 5, DCA, Columbia Academy, McGabbick, Hunters Lane, Siegel, and Riverdale. At 6, Smyrna, Stewart's Creek, Gallatin, and Hendersonville at 7. Also at 7, Oakland, Rockvale Summertown, and Loretto. Interesting. Westmoreland and Watertown. On the pitch today at 5 o'clock, Hickman County, Harpeth, Cookville, Smyrna. Uh, At 6, it is Oakland and Rockvale Page and Spring Hill. Also at 6, Station Camp Beach at 8 tonight. 8 o'clock prime time. Hendersonville, Gallatin, Seagull, Stewart's Creek, and Providence Christian University School of Nashville also playing. Check your local front office for start times. College of Baseball, NJC Dole Region 7 Tournament, Chattanooga, Stuco Baseball, folks. Columbia State, Walter State, 5.30 this afternoon. College Softball, OVC Tournament down in Oxford, Alabama. It is Austin P.S.I.U., Edwardsville, 12.30. They should be underway. ASUN Tournament, Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville State and Lipscomb, 2 o'clock, should be underway there. Both of those ESPN Plus. And uh, Juco uh, Softball, it is Walter State and Ball State, 1230. That tournament down in Chattanooga should be underway as well. Braves back in action tonight. They welcome the Sox from Boston. Uh, Kyle Wright on the mound tonight for the Braves. 621st start on TBS. Ooh, that's turning back the clock. Is this throwback Thursday or something? Going on TBS? Uh, it is the South tonight at Jacksonville. Uh, 605 Lindblom on the mound for the sounds. That is your Tuesday rundown brought to you by Jim Davis at growlivegive.com. All
1: right. Yeah. Let's take a quick break because Teresa Walker will talk about those Predators and Grizzlies game fours last night as little as we want to talk about one of them anyway. Stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint comes back after this. 388 5731 and schedule your tour today.
3: Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck, yes. That'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com.
1: Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our OrthoQuick walk in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. AP, Tennessee Sports Editor. Three-time Tennessee Sports Trainer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome,
2: Teresa Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss
3: anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every
1: night. That was nice. <laughs> Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. <laughs> <laughs>
0: (laughs) Other guy, Wham, married the best-looking girl, Bananarama. So, other guy, Wham, had a pretty good life.
1: From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of
3: choice. Not
1: a great night last night for... Professional teams in Tennessee. So there's that.
2: But you know, for at least one of them, it's just as well. Just as well. I, I don't disagree. I mean, put put everybody out of their misery.
1: And then that that that, did, that they did, but it took a little bit. Took a little time. Took a little time. It did. Uh, but that's okay. And I, I'm I'm really you know, I'm really curious to see how things are going to unfold in the off season. Mm -hmm. What the next move is. Uh, Moves. Yeah. I'm I'm just curious what the, the next move is. Cause I, I think the next move is going to determine how many other moves, how many other moves there are. Exactly. So, so, you know, if, if it's David Poyle next, then I think, perhaps there is a there's a new coach, perhaps there's a Philip Forsberg contract negotiation again with a new GM. Uh if there's not a new GM, I don't think anything else happens. I think the next move could be a just a free agent move.
2: Who knows? I really wish that he would retire.
1: I don't understand Okay. I get I get the the thought process and and of wanting to just see things through sometimes, but also sometimes you got to know you got to be smart enough to know when to walk away. You got to know when to fold them. <laughs> As
2: Kenny Rogers, As Kenny Rogers would say, rest his so. <laughs> um you know, I mean, um I think there's some resistance on his part to walk in a way given that he's He's the guy. I mean, he's literally, literally the guy that built it from from the ground up, and you know, probably wants to bring a cup to Nashville. But I think that window has closed. I don't know that the window
1: is closed. I, th- I think you've I think you've still got the a, Venzina finalist. You've still got a, uh, you still got an MVP finalist. You've got two guys who scored 40 goals, and neither one of those are the MVP finalists. <clears throat> you have the ability to have four really, really strong players. It's, it's been the, and this happens to teams who are semi-successful over a long period of time because mm-hmm.
2: you,
1: your draft, your draft ability gets worse. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to really hit on some kind of like what Matt Brown said, you got to hit on some of those three-star guys. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think they have, I just don't think they're quite there yet. I don't think, I think Milwaukee is proving that they've got some very, very good players who can play at another level.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's kind I'm of, I'm just not
2: sure that there are enough of them in the system. and, it's been, in terms of acquiring guys at the NHL level, it's kind of been a one-step-forward, two-steps-back process in a number of instances. And you know how organizations say that sometimes you just need another voice in the clubhouse, in the locker room. Maybe, maybe the Predators just need another voice from the top.
1: Yeah, I, I think that is the. I think that's the key. There's no question there. I don't think that's that's debatable at all. What, what I think, what I think that a lot of people are missing is that Milwaukee's good. Okay, mm-hmm. and you've got guys like Yaroslav Askarov who is.
2: Now you're just showing off.
1: Well, he's a goaltender that is probably going to be the future after we get after UC, right? Uh, even Connor Ingram would probably tell you that this is a 19 year old kid who is just the, he's the number one goalie prospect in, in out of Russia. And this is a, this is a roster that can be helped by some Milwaukee players. But I think the voices from the top down at GM and at head coach need to change in order for them to be successful. That's that's my opinion. It's probably a lot of other folks' opinions, and if it ain't yours, it should be, as Joe Williams would say.
2: Yeah. I'm just not sure that you can get by strictly with an influx of current Milwaukee admirals to make a cup run in the next couple of years.
1: If you keep the core together that you have, when I say core, when I, if you can keep Duchesne Forsberg, obviously Soros and Connor Ingram splitting time, and Roman Yossi, of course, and Ryan Johansson, if you can keep those four or five together, and then you've got Tanner Janot, as well, you've got some other guys who who can you know Rocco Grimaldi who goes up and down, but there are there is a a core there. I just mm-hmm. there are some pieces that they've never filled because it it feels like that David Poyle was content on having one guy who can handle the puck and that's Philip Forsberg. <laughs> it's like he thought he could play point guard for 60 minutes and he can't. That's the problem is that he, he's, he has yet to fill those roles with veteran players. I guess he's hoping that these young guys can come in and maybe they can. I think they're pretty good, but we've not seen it yet.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Anyway, going to be interesting.
1: Hey, so, instead of us continuing to try and decipher, mm-hmm. <laughs> we should probably ask an, ex- an expert. And uh, so Teresa Walker joins us now. And T- Teresa, after last night's sweep of the the Predators, Mo thinks the window may be closed. Is the is there is there a window at all for this team to be successful, or do they need to just tear it down and build it back up?
0: All right, we'll work on her uh, mic. It is muted. Stand by. Carry on.
1: We try again. We will. <laughs> is she <laughs> unmuted now? <laughs> oh, she's got it muted.
0: Talk amongst yourselves. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, anyway.
2: I you can do that.
1: Well, I and I kind of, I, I've kind of used everything that I've got. Look, mm. I mean, this is, this is a team that, well, can't, are you okay with getting rid of a Matt douche, which you can't get rid of Matt Duchesne because we paid him forever. <laughs> yeah. are, you, are you okay
2: with, with tearing
1: everything down? I'm not necessarily
2: down? about tearing it down. I feel, like, I feel like you do. I feel like that there is enough. If you can keep that core together, build around it. My thing is I'm not sure you build around it with young guys. I think you've got to supplant it with some established talent at the NHL level as well as mix in some of those young guys. But I don't think at this point, you know, David Paul does not, engender a lot of confidence in me to bring in the right guys. That's a hundred percent that
1: I'm, I'm, that's I'm with you 100% with that. I,
2: so I, I just think that there needs to be a different eye on what talent Nashville needs to bring in to continue to play for, postseason berths and deep postseason runs. I, I don't know that the, I don't know that the window is necessarily closed on the talent. I think the t- the window is closed on this front office. Are they chasing the ghost of 2017 instead of trying to, I don't think people really grasp just how, how long ago 2017 was.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a team who who made a cup run and then followed that up with a President's Trophy, followed Mm it up with the Xena winner, followed it up with a phenomenal couple of years.
2: So, I mean, you've established yourself as a franchise that bears watching in this league and that from year to year is going to be a tough out. But at the same time, you've got to figure out a way to take that next step. And I don't think tearing it all down and starting over again is the answer.
1: I I, I agree. I don't know that it is either. Uh, Teresa Walker, do you think that it's time for the predators to tear and rebuild or should they continue with their competitive rebuild model?
0: Okay, we tried a second time. (laughs) One of those days, fellas. Tell you what, let's uh,
1: let's take a break. We need to take a break anyway. It's break time. So we'll take a break. When we come back, we will talk about, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be ugly. I'm not going to be mean on this show today. I'm not going to say the things I want to say. We're going to talk about the Grizzlies and the Warriors. Maybe a little more breads. We'll see. Come back. Main Street Sports Day presented by Fit Tennessee Bone and joined after this. 5731 and schedule your tour today.
3: A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal Without your presence, this message presented by the TSSAA
1: Main Street Sports State. Please know my Mid-Tennessee ball and joint. It's been, Tuesday. it's been Monday all day today. Monday all day on Tuesday. It happens. I said I wasn't going to say it, Mo, But I'm going to say it. <laughs> you knew you were. Steph Curry's trash can juice. I don't know who. I I know anybody who follows me on Twitter has seen his flop from last night, because I've retweeted it from three different angles, four different times. I've not seen it,
2: but please let me show you <laughs> because I saw other people's reactions to it as well as yours. So
1: I, I think, I think you need to see, I, I, I truly do. I, I think it is, is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen at uh, outside of LeBron James's flops. So here, just you just play it there on, on and and just watch the the bottom right hand of the goal there you, you you'll see. Um, <laughs> it is a at this at this point of the game it is tied. Okay, Steph Curry has just tied the game with a jump shot. They go down to the other end. Memphis misses a shot. Curry is in great position, great position. Doesn't jump up to get the rebound, no. He jumps out of bounds. Mm -hmm. Flailing as he goes. Flailing as he goes, arms going nuts. (laughs) Grizzlies get the rebound, put it back, no shot, foul going the other way. So you're taking two points off the board for Memphis, and you're putting two points on the board for the Grizzlies because Steph Curry doesn't miss free throws.
2: For the Warriors. Sorry. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And sure enough, he didn't. So it's a four-point swing.
1: Made eight free throws in the final 45 seconds to put that game away, by the way. Now, that's not the only terrible call. That was made in the last 45 seconds. But mm-hmm. the most egregious. Um, But it shouldn't have mattered. Memphis had that game won. Should not have been in any position to get beat. But Dylan Brooks decided that he really likes shooting despite not being very good at it.
2: Reminds me of the coach that told me, "Yeah, we got a lot of three point shooters. Not a lot of three point make. We just don't have any three point makers." Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And that is a it's a tough place to be in when you're a Memphis fan. You're you're without jaw. You're on the road against a team that is the favorite to win the NBA championship. You've led for 47 minutes, 14.3 seconds. And end up losing what's really six. I mean, they hit a shot at the buzzer from half court to make it three. But could Memphis have won that game? Had they played better? Yes. Was it still incredibly poorly officiated within the last minute? and probably cost Memphis the game. Also, yes. And, and
2: both those things can be true. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, we've gotten to where officials are such a polarizing topic. Either we protect them at all costs or we throw them to the wolves when the truth, as in so many issues lies somewhere in the middle. But, It's okay to say that officiating impacted a ball game and impacted one team's ability to win a ball game, particularly when it's a play like that. And it's a four-point swing in a close game.
1: Three-point game. You know, Memphis shoots from the top of the key. Draymond Green just, I mean, completely pushes the shooter's arm Across his body. No call. No call. I mean, it's. I understand that there's 19 seconds left and you feel like that you're bailing him out, but if it's a foul, it's a foul. And well, if it's a foul, a, foul a foul in the
2: first minute, it needs to be a foul in the last minute. And I mean, I get the official shouldn't decide ball games. No, but if you're not deciding the ball game, then you're kind of deciding the ball game still.
1: Exactly. Let the players decide it. Well, the player did decide it. He 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 drew the foul. Not only yeah, one player drew it, the other one committed. Right, it. That's, yeah. That's the players. That was the official didn't go over there and slap a slap his hand. I
2: mean, and and you know, you've you've heard that for as long as you've been around sports. Offici- yep. Officials shouldn't decide the ball game. No, but they should call the ball game and should call it for 48 minutes. And and again, if it's a foul in the first minute, it's a foul in the last minute. And that was unfortunate. I, I I think you have to be able to depend on getting a fair whistle. Absolutely, as as an just a fair whistle. As a player, you know, if you if I decide I'm going to drive the lane and see if I can draw a foul, and I get fouled, right. Then that foul should get called. Now, don't
1: don't let me go down there and just jump straight up and throw one over or, my or jump head.
2: into somebody. Yeah.
1: Don't don't yeah. Let, don't bail me out if it's not a foul, but if it is, call it. Yeah. And that was a foul. I mean, Draymond, it would have been his sixth foul, too. I mean, not that it matters, nineteen seconds left. But and and the Grizzlies missed enough free throws last night to win the game by plenty of points. <laughs> but, you know. That's neither here nor there at this in this particular part of the situation, but between those two calls, it completely changed the 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 impact of the game. I mean, Memphis's mindset completely changed because they went from being up two with forty five seconds to go to down two with forty five seconds to go. Yeah, and that's that's a
2: different ball game. And more than that, again, it goes back to. Just the credibility, and and that's speaking of elephants in rooms. I mean, that's that's the one that nobody wants to talk about because the officials are above reproach. But when it's that obvious, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's just connecting dots. Exactly right. So
1: I I, I saw another quote. That same day when I said, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I'm a con- but I am a connect-the-dots guy. Someone said, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. You're a coincidence theorist. <laughs> so that, I thought that was fairly interesting. Yeah. And, you know, you just believe in coincidences more than I believe in conspiracies. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. <laughs> anyway. Uh Yeah. So. Uh, I hate we. Didn't get to talk to Teresa. Hopefully tomorrow, hopefully we can get her back on at some point this week because uh, equipment, you know, equipment's a great thing when it works and technology and all of that sort of thing. It happens. It's, <laughs> Bluetooth. It seems to not. happen to us a lot. But Bluetooth is awesome, except when it's not. When it's not. So, uh,
2: anyway. Very polarizing. <laughs> Isn't it? Either it's really, really good. It's really, really not. Mm-hmm. It's such as
1: life. Uh, let's take a quick halftime break here. And we will come back on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be back after this. 5731 and schedule your tour today.
3: Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck, yes. That'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com.
1: Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in. It is a halftime on this Tuesday edition of Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mo, um, did you see that Casey and Vicky White spent 11 days on the run and made it 282 miles? I feel like I could have gotten farther.
2: I'd like to think. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. I don't want to make too much fun of this situation because it ended terrible, tragically, um, with with Vicky White apparently dying of a self-inflicted gunshot wound, and um, and I, I've not. Obviously, a lot of this took place while I was out of pocket. So I don't know all the details. I don't know what her family situation was or anything like that. But um, I did see that she was one day short of retirement when um, she helped engineer this escapade. That's that's the one thing is, first of all,
1: she turned in her papers that morning, the, the same day. Seems odd, but okay. What are you doing? Uh, you know. Second of all, while not making light of the situation, you would think someone involved in law enforcement would have had a better plan because it was such a great plan to start.
2: Just getting out?
1: Just getting it out. And, and having the, 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 the Ford Edge car waiting for you in a parking lot that, that always has cars in it and then so she gets out she gets in that Ford Edge she drives
2: north two hours here's my thing if you're in Florence, Alabama why did you go north? I, and I told
1: this to JP I said she drove two hours north left the car and then went back south because that's what I would have done make people think I'm going north, right? I'd i have found my way to New Orleans and I'd have hitched a ride on that boat that you was on. I'd have got me some scuba gear and held on for dear life for a while. And then with my ninety thousand dollars from my house from my, from selling my house, they only had twenty six thousand dollars left. She sold her house. She sold her house that was appraised for two ten for ninety five thousand dollars in cash. She and that didn't tip anybody off. Yeah, no. no. So, and she was known as a pretty good saver, so they thought she might have had more than that. But when they got to her, they only had 26K. Now, I don't know how much was left in the, there, there might have been more in the, in the hotel room that they were staying in, or might have stashed it somewhere along the way, but they were
2: trying to lay low in Evansville, Indiana. Well... I'll give you this. I mean, if you're going to try to lay low somewhere... Seems like a good place. I mean, it's you know, it's big enough, but it's small enough, yep. you know, it, it would seem. So, it's just an odd situation. And he was being held on charges yeah. from a 2015 yeah. incident. Capital murder. How are you being held for six, seven years without going to trial yet? He... He had actually been convicted of something else,
1: and then confessed to this to get in order to get transferred to Limestone County, where she worked. It was a pretty elaborate
2: plan. So they knew each other prior, to oh, yeah, it's a whole thing.
1: It's a, it's a really an incredible story. It really, and it's going to get the Netflix documentary is going to be
2: mm. incredible. Mm. He's 38, she was 56. Is that? I, I you know, I. Um, I, I'm not sure. What
1: I, I, I didn't see their ages. What I did see was when he got pulled out of the car, which he was arrested without incident, he said, quote, Someone helped my
2: wife. She shot herself. Hmm. At what point did that a, become the case?
1: Apparently... They're not married. And there's no. Uh, there, there's no evidence that they that they are are married. They were. they were just calling themselves that. But I did find it ironic that uh, the sheriff in Vanderburg County's name is Wedding. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> the justice of the peace mm, is named Wedding, yeah. <laughs> Dave Wedding. Yeah, that's
2: there. You go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to watch the the info that Trickle continues ten. to cre- creep up out of this. Yeah,
1: appar- apparently he is cooperating fully. So, what why not? He,
2: what choice has he got? Yeah,
1: why not? Anyway, hmm. we'll come back second half after this on Main Street Sports today.